freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. The GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of power. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here at GOPJosh.com. Appreciate you all joining us today. This Friday, January 12th, year of our Lord, Anno Domini, all the fun things, 2024. And I almost said 2023, but I fixed myself. Don't worry. 2024. Three days away from the Iowa caucuses, cockeye, however, whatever it is. And it's going to be huge because we're going to see a massive wave like we've never seen before for President Trump. There is a massive winter weather um, system moving through uh, Iowa in that region of the country. So we're going to probably see low turnout. But people would walk over broken glass, would walk over Legos, would walk over nails to vote for President Donald Trump. Right? We know this. They know this. The establishment knows this. People will do everything in their power to vote for Donald J. Trump or caucus for him or whatever the proper term is in the state of Iowa. And this is no different. So I look forward to seeing where this goes. I look forward to seeing how the cockeye go. Obviously, we'll be covering it probably Wednesday as they will still be in the process when we do our Monday edition of the program. But any news we have, we will put out there. And you should be able to see, I mean, the, the way caucuses are counted is people walk into an auditorium, they count them, and they leave. So you can actually see the physical people as it goes down. So if we have massive lines to, to caucus for Trump, no one there to caucus for DeSantis. We'll obviously be able to report on that pretty early. If it's close, it'll take a minute. All right. So the Oregon Supreme Court said Friday that it would not hear a challenge from five voters seeking to keep former President Donald Trump off the state's 2024 Republican primary and general election ballot because the Supreme Court decision is taking up or this the Supreme Court is deciding to take up this issue. And I believe it's every all 50 states. There, there's at least a movement in the majority of states to get President Trump off of the primary, not off the general ballot, not off the general election ballot for insurrection, but off the primary ballot. This is one way, by the way, of us knowing that the left wing is not afraid of DeSantis or Haley or Chris Christie, who's no longer running, or 
Asa Hutchinson, who still is running for some reason, or Vivek, right? They're not scared of those people. They're scared of Donald Trump. When you have five voters, they say, going onto this lawsuit to try to take Trump off the ballot, that's because they're scared of Donald Trump. They know Donald Trump can take down Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg or Michelle Obama or Michael Obama, same person, by the way. Anyone they happen to put up against President Trump will be taken down by Donald Trump and by us, we the people. And so when when they, they put up these plans trying to take it down, right, they, they said a decision, Stephen Chang said that the Oregon Supreme Court made the correct decision as to waiting. And listen, if we have our Supreme Court that is 6-3 conservative majority struck down Roe v. Wade, and our Supreme Court does not strike down this stupid nonsense, then we have a problem with who we, we, we appointed. And we need to seriously consider if we ever get a chance at having a Republican president again, why did we do what we did and how are we going to go to fix that in the future? All this to say, Trump's going to be on the ballot. We're going to have all of these lawsuits thrown out and they're going to spend so much time, money, resources, assets on these lawsuits that they're not even going to have a chance at winning the, the presidency in 2024. Not that we should stand by and not do anything. We should do actually fight more. As Trump and his team has been telling volunteers in Iowa and across the nation doing phone banking and others, act like we're five points behind. Act like we're four points behind. Act like we're one voter behind. And the one person you're talking to on the phone is who will make this election. We might be winning by 40 points, but act like we're one vote behind and get this person to vote for your your candidate. Get to vote for your president. Now, obviously, DeSantis's campaign, Nikki Haley's campaign, they're crying. They're, they're on the phone, please vote for Nikki Haley. Please vote for Ron DeSantis. Please vote for Vivek. Please, please, please vote. Just please vote. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We, we are just chill. They're having fun. They're working their tails off nationwide phone bank drives. I know the Washington, D.C. Young Republicans is having a happy hour tonight where they're doing happy hour and they're also, you know, calling people and calling voters. I mean, just it's massive. It's a crazy movement all across the country. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the whole situation. The patreon.gopjosh.com phone line is 574-675-6747. Brought to you by patreon.gopjosh.com and our supporters over there. You can also call in uh, using the X spaces we are live on. Request to speak and we'll bring you up at the top of the next segment. But if you want to leave a voicemail for us to get to 24-7, that number is free if you're in America. And it is 574-675-6747. 57-GOP-JOSH-7 is the website. One more thing about Trump's investigations, and then we're going to move on uh, to the break. The House Judiciary Committee announces investigation of the prosecutor accused of having a relationship with Fannie Willis, or, or Fannie Willis, whatever her name is, the district attorney of Fulton County trying to take down the racket or doing the racketeering case against Donald Trump. Nathan Wade, 
is the special prosecutor appointed, allegedly Willis's romantic partner. A motion filed by a Trump co-defendant Monday claimed Willis signed off on a lucrative compensation for Wade, which she allegedly benefited from as he took her on cruises uh, and vacations using the payment he received from the county. Uh, Jim Jordan told Wade in a letter Friday that they believe he has documents and information about the coordination of the Fulton County District Attorney's Office with other politically motivated investigations and prosecutions and the potential misuse of federal funds. Billing attached to the Monday motion referenced two meetings with the, pardon me, the Biden White House and four with staff members on the House January 6th Select Committee prior to Trump's indictment. Although Ms. Willis has so far refused to cooperate with our oversight of the FCDAO coordination and other politically motivated prosecutions, the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. Invoices that you submitted a payment by the FCDAO has made a public part of this court filing highlight of this uh, th- this collusion. This new information appears to substantiate our concerns that Miss Willis politicized persecution, including the decision to convene a special purpose grand jury, was aided by partisan Democrats in Washington, D.C. Once again, they wouldn't be taking down President Trump if they weren't scared of President Trump. They only want to take down the person and the candidate and the politician that is least likely to get our success, least likely to win, or, or sorry, least likely to make them win. And, and just to put it simple, we're going to win. Right? I'm, I have no doubt in my mind if it's not all rigged, if it's not all stolen, if it's not all decided already by someone that's not us, we're going to win. And I completely look forward to that victory party on the inauguration day. Back after this, you're listening to the conservative crusader, gopjosh.com, fiverr.gopjosh.com. You're listening to the conservative crusader. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader, GOPjosh.com. Appreciate you all tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the platforms. Apple.gopjosh.com, Spotify.gopjosh.com, iHeart.gopjosh.com. Find us on social media. It's whatever the social media name is, .gopjosh.com. I figured out how to do that now so that I'm going overboard. And Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace, allows both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. They are a great supporter of the program, and we appreciate everyone who uses our special link to go to Fiverr and get some services and goods. That is Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R dot G-O-P Josh dot com. That is Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R dot G-O-P Josh dot com. Thank you, Fiverr, for supporting the conservative crusader. Now, Laura Loomer, she's a very controversial figure. I obviously had Christina Caramo on the program just the other day who might not be friends with Laura Loomer. But when she's taking down Ron DeSantis, we all have to just watch and just see. She ran into him in what appears to be a hotel lobby today in Iowa because she's in Iowa. There he is walking in. She's walking about all their side. She pulls up her phone, starts recording. Ron just starts walking into a gift shop. 
to, to buy a Pepsi. Don't you think you've already wasted enough of people's money, $300 million? Governor DeSantis, why do you have a bubble wrap campaign, Ron? Are you going to be endorsing President Trump when you drop out the night of the Iowa caucus or hopefully shortly after? An absentee governor who changed the law in Florida so that you could run for president. Fact check true. Answer a question, Ron. I thought you were never back down. Never back down, Ron. Whatever happened to that? Don't assault me. Press charges against you. Now they're just walking. There's a state of emergency in your state. Why aren't you there? There's a state of emergency Ron just in the state has, of just has his mouth open. You're getting in an elevator. Why are you hitting me? You wouldn't be governor if it wasn't for President Trump. They he won't allow President anyone Trump. else he in the elevator. The people of Florida. And you're going to lose 14% in Iowa, 5% in New Hampshire, Ron. So I believe they all start going maybe As towards the stairs. See, nope, they just stay at the elevator door. It's always about backing down with Ron DeSantis. Hey, everybody. So I'm here in front of the Sheraton Hotel in West Des Moines, Iowa. And Ron DeSantis just got loomered. He... That was great. He wouldn't say a word. Now, I'm sorry. <clears throat> but if you're running for president and media is yelling questions at you, he looked floundered. It's probably the best picture of Ron any sort of meme team has to work with. Probably the Dilly meme team has to work with. He's just like, oh, it's a hilarious photo of Ron DeSantis. I encourage you all to find it and look at it on Laura Loomer's page. It's just it's so over for Ron DeSantis, right? Going into this, it's so exciting. I liked Ron. And I, I actually said behind the same microphone I'm behind today, a couple years ago in 2021, I said, I'd like to see him as our guy. And then Trump came back stronger. Trump came back better. And here we are. And I'm backing President Trump. And Ron DeSantis, had he waited his turn, might be our guy in 2024. But that's not going to happen now. Especially not now. So I, I look forward to seeing the downfall of the Ron DeSantis for President campaign. I look forward to seeing Steve Dace and Bill Mitchell and all the fake Twitter accounts. Bill Mitchell's the guy from, from Your Voice something that he says gets a million views a day, which is not true whatsoever. Um, I look forward to seeing these people, these D-listers, who have done everything they can to stake their name on Ron DeSantis. The people that say they personally got President Trump elected in 2016 and 2020. Now they're sticking it to Ron and sticking it with Ron DeSantis because that's really going to show them. That's going to show them. No, we're, we are just fully in the Trump campaign and we are going to take down Ron DeSantis for being a fool and making a fool of himself. So, so another story here, Ron Paul not Ron Paul, Rand Paul, his, his son, did not issue an endorsement in the election process here. He is a senator from, from Kentucky, our favorite state down south, our favorite state that is also the home of Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not Ohio, it is Kentucky. Fight me. Actually, please don't, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, Rand Paul made a statement where he said he's not going to endorse because he does not have a front runner in his mind. But he's going to not endorse Nikki Haley. Here's the clip. Maybe here's the clip. Is this the clip? We're working on the clip. All right, we'll 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 get the clip uh, coming for you. 
It's nevernicky.net, which is his website with a message. Here Good morning, everyone. As I told you yesterday, I'm ready to say something about the presidential race. I've had a long relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy's been an important voice. Also have listened to and met with the independent Bobby Kennedy. I'm not yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm never Nikki. And if you go to nevernicky.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either. I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our, invent, our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military industrial complex, $8 million being paid to become part of the team. But I've also seen her indicate that she thinks you should be registered to use the internet, that people posting ideas anonymously. I think she fails to understand that our republic was founded upon people like Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, Madison, John Jay, and others who posted routinely for fear of the government. They posted routinely anonymously. And I think her failure to really understand that or to think that you should register through the government somehow for the internet is something that should disqualify her in the minds of all libertarian-leaning conservatives. So I'm announcing today I'm Never Nikki. You can go to nevernicky.net and sign up and show her that you're Never Nikki also. Thanks. So the thing is, this is like a, a data website where it's like collecting your name, your email, your phone number, your zip code. So you're going to get campaign donation requests, right? That's all this is really is, but it, it's saying a lot. I don't think we've ever had, at least not in modern history that I've followed, a U.S. senator, a, a very powerful candidate for president, a leading candidate for president in 2016, a strong Republican libertarian conservative senator not endorse but completely rebuke someone completely turn the page and just disparage a candidate publicly obviously she's never going to be the nominee so it doesn't really matter but we've never seen that kind of movement before and this is kind of a, a sly endorsement of president trump because if he was not wanting president trump he'd be backing at least one of the people against president trump right so I really like this. I, I really think it's a good idea. I encourage U.S. Senators, you know, J.D. Vance to hop along on this. I know he's endorsed Trump pretty much day one, but he should hop along on this. Um, i like to see every Republican senator join along on this. I don't know if any Republican senators have endorsed Ron DeSantis. I'm not going to Google that either. It's not really that important. But we should all hop along and, and just completely shut Nikki Haley down because it's not just about left versus right or Republican, Democrat. It's really about inside the party that matters and why it's so important we take the party back because we're going to have Republicans that suck as our nominees. We're going to have Republicans that do everything they can to threaten the sanctity of our country, threaten our safety. We have to stop that. That's something we have to control as Republicans, really inside the party, to stop people running from the Republican name that, I don't know, vote against our nominee for speaker in terms of Ohio, or 
you know, a lot of these things or just completely disparage the Republican values. That's something we have to do. And having Rand Paul as kind of a figurehead of that movement, the NeverNikki.net, is huge. When we return, Hunter Biden's back in the news, plus Dave Portnoy is commenting on politics, which is kind of new. Back when we return here on the Conservative Crusader, GOPJosh.com, you're listening to The Voice of the Future. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader, GOPjosh.com. If you're supporting the show and you want to support the show or you're enjoying the show and you want to support the show, you can do it for as little as $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. One cup of coffee to keep the show on the air over at Patreon, GOPjosh.patreon.com or patreon.com slash GOPjosh. Either way, same amount of characters, just however you want to line it up. GOPjosh.com patreon.com slash GOP Josh or GOP Josh or Patreon. Not you, <laughs> you, you understand the, the way to get there and you can support the show for as little as $3 a month. GOP Josh dot Patreon.com GOP slash wait, I'll figure it out. All right. Dave Portnoy is the barstool sports guy. He is the big Michigan guy, a big Michigan guy, a big fan of Michigan. Um, and so he is here commenting on politics, which he talks very well on on sports. I'll give him that. I don't agree with what he does, but Barstool's great on sports. Do we agree with his political takes? Let, let's take a listen. Uh, just a few moments ago, you talked about the, the president, a 99-year-old president. You don't approve of our 81-year-old president? Uh, well, no, he, he, he's a walking vegetable, and that has nothing to do with being a you know, Republican Democrat. But when you need help walking off a stage after you give a speech, it's probably time to call it quits. There is no company. If, if you were running a company, Stuart, and you cared about the bottom line and making money, you would not put somebody who clearly has cognitive disabilities in charge of your company. Again, it's old, it's sad, but it is insane that somebody who is clearly impaired is the president of the United States. Do you think he's capable of being the president for the, for another five years? No, no, he's not capable of being a president for another 20 seconds. But the issue is there are people who are pulling the strings behind him, clearly, who are making the decisions. I don't know who those people are. They have the power and they don't want to give it up. But there's absolutely no way he should be president. Well, he won, I guess. But it's a disgrace that he's going to run again. The man cannot find his way off a stage. He also, I mean, he's like a blabbering old uncle. You don't even know he's talking about half the time. True in a yeah. So Dave Portnoy's right there, especially. Um, it's really weird just hearing someone that does sports all the time talk about politics. Also, quick on the sports issue, Stephen A. Smith is a commentator. Uh, Jason Whitlock is another commentator. Uh, Jason Whitlock with The Blaze. And I'm not going to be able to play any of the audio because it's ESPN. But I encourage you to go listen to that because it is absolutely, totally hilarious. Hearing the tirade. And, and I'm not a big Jason Whitlock or Stephen A. Smith fan. I, I like Stephen A. Smith on the whole, um, what is it? Yeah, on, on the, the, the Lightning McQueen clip that went around. But he just completely went on a Jason 
uh, Whitlock tirade. Let, let's play. This is 16 seconds. It's on X. I believe we can play it. So let's play it. The last time y'all saw me, obviously I had a lot to say. You thought I was finished. I wasn't. The Stephen A. Smith show coming your way. Check it out. That's so weird. He's just a weird guy. Pretty much Jason Whitlock is from the Blaze. He's been on ESPN. He's done all the all the things. He said that he didn't think that Stephen A. Smith wrote a book that he said he wrote. And he went on a 40-minute tirade against Jason Whitlock. And it's just it's funny. The whole audio was hilarious. I know this isn't a sports show and it's not really political, but Jason Whitlock is probably of differing opinion than Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith also saying, hey, I, I know Sean Hannity, so it's not about politics, which whatever. All right, moving on here really quickly here. Hunter Biden is in the news again. There, there's a funny clip from when he was walking through the Capitol halls as he he sat in for a, a, a testimony or a hearing, but it was not like a hearing that he was supposed he should have been in. Usually he, he wasn't actually subpoenaed to be there. Quiet and let me make a statement. Okay? How crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Quiet. <laughs> what kind of crack do you normally smoke? Um, and he went in, he sat in for part of the hearing as soon as, uh, what was her name? Marjorie Taylor Greene started speaking, he left. There's a lot of just funny clips from this. I don't know if we have any more queued up. Um, doesn't appear to be. But someone was going around, what kind of crack do you normally smoke? Are you high right now, Mr. Biden? And they just, they kept going. Um, but he, he walked, it might be the clip of him leaving. Chairman, I think um, Mr. Biden has agreed to address this committee publicly. I just want to ask unanimous consent to swear in Mr. Biden either today or at a future meeting uh, and have every member be able to ask five minutes of questioning to the witness. So I'd like to officially ask that, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, we object. That's not in order. Wow. It really isn't. So he said that he would comply with an actual different hearing subpoena. So I guess they're going to, to subpoena him some other time. Uh, this is from NBC News. Hunter Biden's attorney indicated in a letter Friday that the president some would comply with a congressional subpoena if House Republicans issue a new and proper one. So he was subpoenaed. He didn't show up. He went out to the Capitol steps. He did a press conference and then he left. Uh, so he says now if it was a new proper subpoena, uh, now that there is a duly authorized impeachment inquiry, he would comply for a hearing or deposition. Uh, we will accept such a subpoena on Mr. Biden's behalf, a lawyer said to uh, NBC News. The letter was sent to Oversight House Committee Chairman or House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer and Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. Abel Lowell or Abe Abe Lowell, or however you pronounce it, it doesn't really matter, argued that the subpoenas issued to the president's son so far have been legally invalid, especially because they were issued before the House voted to authorize the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, which it did in mid-December. All right, fun fact, folks. If you disagree with a subpoena, just like you can disagree with a warrant, you cannot get in the way of that subpoena or that warrant because they have the subpoena. You are being subpoenaed. You are to testify. You don't have to say it's a valid subpoena. You don't have to agree that's a valid subpoena. And maybe it might not be. I believe it is, but it may not be. Just take it that way for a second you still have to comply with the subpoena because that's how that works. I disagree. 
uh, if I was, you know, a, a warrant was put out for me, I would disagree with that, obviously, because I've done nothing wrong. But I would comply because they have the legal process to do their job as the House had by subpoena, uh, sub subpoenaing Hunter Biden. You can't just say, oh, it's not a valid subpoena. They said... Your subpoenas were and are legally invalid and cannot form a legal basis to proceed with your misdirected and impermissible contempt, re uh, contempt resolution. And for two of all people should know that's the case, they said in this this letter. That's just snarky comments anyway. Now, Lowell noted in one of the letter footnotes that during the Judiciary Panel's markup on Wednesday, Representative Glenn Ivey, a uh, Democrat, suggested a procedure for a hybrid process in which Republicans could hold a public deposition or hearing with alternating rounds of questioning by Republicans and Democrats as is done in a closed-door deposition. Lowell said four Republicans voted in support of such a process. Comer and Jordan responded to Lowell's letter, chastising Hunter Biden for previously refusing to sit for a closed-door deposition, while also indicating a willingness to find a new date to speak with him privately. But we are heartened that Hunter Biden now says he will comply with the subpoena. Make no mistake, he's already denied or defied two valid lawful subpoenas. These two chairmen said in a joint statement. So they will be moving to hold him in contempt of Congress. Until such time that Hunter Biden confirms a date to appear for a private deposition in accordance with his legal obligation. While we will work to schedule a deposition date, we will not tolerate any additional stunts or delay from Hunter Biden. Interesting story. You know, it's really fun to follow the Hunter Biden chaos because he's a, a crazy, you know, crackhead that just lives the life of a partier all the time. And... You know, it's just, it, it's going to see where we go. And we'll see if he actually does end up doing what he's supposed to do, complying with the, the subpoena. Probably not. But if he does, then hey, he does. And we will, we'll get to follow that. If it's private, it's private. If it's public, it's public. I don't understand the benefit of a private subpoena because both are lawful. But I don't know. We'll be back with our Ohio segment in just a second. Remember the story of Vanessa Joy? which is this transgender house candidate in the northwest, I believe, area of Ohio. Well, she, he's back in the news. We'll, be, we'll, get, we'll get into that after the break. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader, gopjosh.com, patreon.gopjosh.com. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey, everyone, it's GOP Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. Crusader, gopjosh.com. This is the Ohio segment. Emeka Abuka 
is our our guy. He is our one of our players. I don't know exactly what position he plays. I just know he's a good player. And he is returning, which is going to be huge. He is returning uh, for another season with the Buckeyes, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, and the song's still playing. Cool. Returning for another season with the Ohio State Buckeyes. So is Travion Henderson. It's going to be huge. We're going to have the most of the gang back together. Marvin Harrison Jr. has declared for the NFL draft, which is just sad to hear. He, he was the best wide receiver in college football, probably one of the best in Ohio State history. Sad to see him going without any gold pants for beating Michigan, but uh, we wish him all the best. He will definitely be successful at um, definitely be successful um, in in the NFL. He's just going to be that guy. So Vanessa Joy. Let's let's talk about Vanessa. Uh, probably Victor. Probably Victor. I don't know. We we don't know. Looks like a Victor, which is a transgender candidate for the Ohio House, who is disqualified for using her, which is actually his legal name instead of his former name on ballot petitions, has lost his appeal. The Stark County Board of Elections voted not to allow him on the ballot, citing a law from decades ago that requires all candidates to list on their signature petitions any name changes within five years. Now, this is from the Ohio Capital Journal, so they're using the incorrect pronouns because it's actually a him, not a her, even though they claim to be a her. Um, they're saying that, that, you know, they don't have an editor, apparently. They're saying it's a decades-old law. That's kind of how law works. If If you're saying a law can't be from decades ago, then we don't have any sort of Child protection laws on the books. I ain't just going to say that, which uh, they probably would agree we shouldn't. So Joy tried to speak at a board meeting Tuesday afternoon, but was told it wouldn't do much good because the board already voted. He is a trans woman, which means he's a man. What is a woman? One of the at at least three running for state rep. Each is running to fight against the growing number of anti-trans resolution. I'm going to have to wind up starting a lawsuit to challenge this because it's later this law would not be known by many people. The law doesn't have to be known by many people. Vanessa. will be kind. Vanessa. The law has to be followed by those running for office that need to follow the law. Ohio has officially used this law against me and only me because you're probably the only person to violate it. Last week, Joy reached out to Statehouse reporter Morgan Treu for to share her situation. She was supposed to be a he was supposed to be a Democrat candidate for House District 50 and collected all the signatures needed to run. So it changed the name legally. Um, but if you have a former name in the state of Ohio, you have to put that on the ballot. Not only is it nowhere to put it on the petition, but it isn't included in the Secretary of State's 2024 candidate guide. It hasn't put on any recent guide in years. Um so. Two of the other candidates didn't know, didn't include their dead names, which just means the birth name, but both were certified by their boards. One has a vote or protest against their candidacy. Um, so the thing is, if you're going to run for office, don't just follow a candidate guide. Look into the laws on who's going to be running and how you run and what the laws are for running and the actual policies put in place not an unofficial guide that tries to give you a guidance path, but policies that actually tell you what you're doing and who and what, when, where, how, why, etc. You follow that. 
But I think it's more impressive. The Ohio Capital Journal, radical left-wing paper, uh, only known for being goofy and, and put, spreading fake news for the left. Um, they don't have an editor, apparently. Their editor, if they ha- go to their about page, they have an about page. Their editor-in-chief is David DeWitt, who is in a very opinionated opinion columnist, where all he does, and I'm guessing it's an actual he, is complain about policy and politics. Because he complains about his own opinions, puts that out there, claims to be a nonpartisan news source as the Ohio Capital Journal. Here's what they say. They are an independent, nonprofit news organization dedicated to connecting Ohioans to our state government and its impact on our lives. The Capital Journal combines Ohio state government com- uh, coverage with incisive investigative journalism. Journalism. Reporting on the consequence of policy, political insight, and principled commentary. It is free of advertising, free to readers because they're funded by some big billionaire. As part of State's Newsroom, a national 501c3 nonprofit supported by grants and a coalition of donors and readers, which if you go there, it's going to be a bunch of leftists. They've got one in every state or a lot of states that just spread like an Arkansas act, 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 advocate. The Texas Tribune, Source, New Mexico, the Cala Matters, right? They just spread left-wing news. And that's all it's for. And when you have the headline, politics, healthcare, the government, criminal justice, and more, you're not going to be a fair, balanced news source. But the Ohio Capital Journal puts in the wrong pronoun, says it's a, he, a she, it is a he, um... So they have republishing guidelines. So this is the, this is republished. We're considering it as that because this is fair use for the show. So if they want to come and come at me for for it, so be it. They have five people listed. The person that does actually all their writing is not listed on here, but the person that that the David Dewitt that runs it in his profile picture is sitting in front of a gay flag on on X. So whatever. All right, friends. That's all we have for today. We're gonna move on and see you all on Monday. Hope you all have a great great bigly weekend long weekend not for us we're going to keep doing the show on monday but long weekend for many of you hope if you have the day off you enjoy it you spend a great time together with your family all that fun stuff you do on on time off and folks we will be back on on monday stay safe stay healthy and most importantly stay tuned gopjosh.com You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 